0: The San Jose Sharks have added a bunch of new players to their prospect pool after completing day two of the NHL draft. We'll get to know all the new players, plus my final thoughts on the Sharks draft on today's episode of Locked on Sharks. You're Locked on Sharks, your daily podcast on the San Jose Sharks. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, welcome to Locked on Sharks, the premier hockey podcast of your favorite team in the Bay Area. My name is J.D. Young, contributor at San Jose Hockey Now and inside the rink. And I want to thank you for making Locked on Sharks your first listen, probably a part of the Locked on Network, where we cover your team every day. And if you want to be an everyday, all you got to do is follow along wherever you get podcasts or you can watch on YouTube as well. And if you're watching on YouTube, the last of the road trip episodes, uh, heading home tomorrow, um, and then we'll be back to normal uh, for Saturday with free agent frenzy on Saturday. Uh, But the Sharks, before we get into free agency and all that fun stuff, the Sharks uh, made their day two selections from picks uh, the second through the seventh round in the nhl drafts so we're going to get to new, know some of the new players um you know kind of look at their stats kind of what some of the tracking data says about them and some of their quick hits of their um elite prospect bios but before we get into all that do you that know, today's episode is brought to you guys by ebay motors a championship team is about each player being a perfect fit. Same with your vehicle. So for the parts that fit, head to eBay Motors and look for the green check. Stay in the game with eBay Guaranteed Fit. eBayMotors.com. Let's ride. eBay Guarantee Fit. Only available to U.S. customers. Eligible items only. Exclusions uh, apply. So the Sharks... Um, very successful first round in adding Will Smith and Quentin Musty, and there was some interesting players that they selected today. Um, I think the the gem of of the the second day is Lucas Cagnoni, who we'll talk about um, with all the defensemen in the middle segment. Um, but they did add some intriguing uh, forwards as well, and some guys you you saw kind of a departure from the recent you know a little bit smaller players all the sharks fours that they drafted today um, are some big boys and most of them are kind of going through the ushl or you know going through the college route, giving the sharks a little bit more time with their runway and their development which is uh, an interesting strategy where you don't have to kind of make a decision on these guys right away when you do with some of the like ohl guys or the chl or you know, anybody in the chl um these guys you have a little bit more runway with them for for when you want to sign them so um and you know in the european players again you 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 have kind of a little bit longer runway to sign them so interesting to you know kind of see that strategy of kind of thinking that far ahead of letting these guys kind of play out that way you're not just signing some guys to you know maybe signing them before you want to or um, seeing kind of how their development plays out a little bit more. But uh, let us start uh, with the Sharks' first pick of the second round. Casper uh, Holtman, um, he's played in the last season uh, in the A. HIFK uh, U20 um, in that league. So he played in the junior league and he also played in the men's league. Uh, didn't do very much in the men's league. I think he had one assist um, in, in a, a, a lot of games, actually. But um, in the under 20, he dominated scoring uh, 18 games at 18 goals and six assists. And um, looking at his tracking data, um he shoots a lot and that is about it for him uh in 10 games tracked uh his shooting and his spectacles for 60 um you know okay shots for 60 high up there slot passes accuracy high up there but everything else he either didn't do very much of or when he did it it was very very poor um but he does have some size, um, which is, you know, again, from the Sharks perspective of having drafted so many kind of smaller forwards, um, trying to add some bulk up front. Um, he is six foot three, 207 pound right handed shot, plays right wing um he entered the season from elite prospects entered the season as a first-round talent off the back of a great draft minus one season between the league his league and international play but struggled to find his place after making the jump to hifk hopes of establishing himself against men at the u20 scored at a goal per game clip but only managed a singular assist in 27 league games and despite his high level scoring even his u20 league play left a lot to be desired on most nights He did cap off the season on a strong note, playing arguably his best hockey of the season at the U18s. There is no denying Halton's ability to rip the puck. He's got a one-timer from the left wall. Uh, Power plays can be built around even at the next level, and he's not shy about using it, surpassing 15 shots on goal in multiple occasions this season. Um, there's attainable middle six upside as a goal scorer power forward for Halton, but a significant risk of going bust, which drops him down their board. So, Halton uh, is a very much a boomer bust type of guy where um, he is either going to be playing in the NHL as one of the kind of top, you know, maybe like middle six guy, power play guy um, type of players, or he is just n- <laughs> um, not going to, you're never going to hear from him again. So, um, interesting to see with him there's from talking to some people uh it sounds like he could be a potential coming over to the ohl um and playing for the london i think the london knights own his rights um so maybe giving him a season to play in you know junior hockey and really kind of try to dominate there like he did in the u20s and maybe that might be the route for him um type of situation but that that's kind of the skinny on him so um just another guy who can again the sharks don't have a lot of pure goal scorers and that is that's is one thing he can do he's got to work on the rest of his game but the dude can shoot and the dude can score and um, um there's there are places in the nhl for for guys like that um so um next of course the sharks uh with the their third round pick they drafted brandon uh Svoboda. Brandon Savota uh, is a uh, center um, playing for Youngstown, um, 59 games for them. He has 16 goals, uh, 10 assists, 84 shots on goal. He is a another, you're going to see a trend here with some of these uh, players, another big guy, six foot two, 190 uh, right-handed shots. So again, I need some more right-handed shots um, to the, the prospect pool. Um, looking at his tracking data, um, his defense is actually really solid. He's 65th percentile, 55th percentile offense, 77th percentile uh, transition, defensively 87th percentile, uh, really good at retrieving the puck and kind of being kind of winning those battles um you know he especially in the offensive zone um you know is solid transitionally uh has some great you know some some good uh passing sets as well um you know kind of seemed like a a pretty positive player um needs to work on his you know getting the puck from the middle to the uh from the boards like winning those board battles and then getting it to the middle um but there there's some some potential here with him so um Savova, some of the plays he pulls off are complex passes that require vision, confidence, and manipulation of the defender to create the lane. He also has a powerful outside leg wrister, narrowing his stance and putting his body weight behind the shot. At this stage, it's hard to project Savova to the NHL. He's just so raw. He lacks puck protection ability, uh, failing to embody positioning and keeping defenders on his back. Um, underdeveloped edges uh, fail him when pressured. Decisions don't occur fast enough. He lacks quickness as a skater. And he's not especially adaptable, given that Savoto is a long-term projection. But with clear NHL abilities, perhaps a patient, defensive, uh, development-focused team could nab a couple, a capable bottom-six forward. So, mm-hmm. that's kind of what he is you know, projected uh to be. He's also gonna be um, you know, another one of those college route players. Um, gonna be going to Boston University. Uh we'll be going back to Youngstown next season. I did ask him that. Um, so he'll be going back to Youngstown next season and then he'll in the 24-25 season is when he'll make his uh be a freshman. So he is definitely a long-term project for the Sharks, but um, you know, could be one of those cheap. Kind of bottom six type of guys, and you know, especially when you're thinking that far ahead, you're going to start to have some expensive pieces, and the guys like Eklund or Will Smith, et cetera, et cetera. You need these young uh, cheap players who can be effective um, in your bottom six um, while you're paying your your top stars, kind of the, those big contracts. Uh, you know, you don't want to be paying your Barkley Goodrows six years at three point six million dollars. So um, before. We continue. We start looking at all the defensemen, uh, Luca Cagnoni, who feels like an absolute steal potential um for the sharks at the fourth round. Do need to take a quick break, uh, talk to you guys about our friends over at Athletic Greens. And um, the we know right now is summertime. You're trying to get back and you know, be in your healthy self, uh, maintaining that active lifestyle. Um, what better way to, you know. Enjoy the day. Enjoy those new exercise habits by adding a daily dose of nutritional insurance in the form of AG1 with one delicious scoop of AG1 and a glass of water each day. You're absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food source superfoods, probiotics, aptogens to help start your day right. The special blend of ingredients supports your gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, your energy recovery, focus, aging, all the things. It's also lifestyle friendly. So if you are keto, paleo, vegan, dairy-free, gluten-free, AG1 contains less than one gram of sugar, no GMOs, no nasty chemicals or anything artificial, while still tasting good. I think it has a nice little uh, dark chocolate aftertaste. And it also helps support better sleep quality, recovery, mental clarity, and alertness. So right now it's time to reclaim your health, arm your immune system with a convenient daily nutrition. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash NHL network. Again, athleticgreens.com slash NHL network to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. All right, so I thought the Sharks were going to be picking a defenseman especially with one of their first three picks. Um they did not. Um they waited until the fourth round um picking one with their first uh their first defenseman being Luca Cagnoni. So um I did a profile Luca Cagnoni um with with Daniel G. Um I thought he would be, could be a potential Second round, you know, beginning of the second round type of guy. Sharks got him in the fourth round. So um this feels like potential steal. 2023 fourth round pick had 67, uh, 67 games had 17 goals, 47 assists, 243 shots on goal Uh, this year is a little bit short, right? Five foot nine, five foot ten, depending on where you see. 172 pound defenseman, a left handed. uh, Yes, I know more left handed defenseman, but um, in the fourth round, the value here is just too good to pass up, and he is going to be either with, with these small defensemen, right? It's either they are They don't make it, which is fine, or they are good. Like, there's no kind of in-between with these guys. So, um, coupling dynamic edge work with proactive activation, Cagnoni dissects the forecheck. He shifts one way, explodes in the opposite, hits an open teammate, then flies up the rink to become a lead pass option. Every one of his puck touches builds off the previous, creating further time and space in the rink. The offensive zone, Cagnoni controls the game. He's a volume shooter, but rarely takes a poor one. He starts and finishes passing plays, fake shots to set up teammates and around their slot. Lateral movement pulls defenders to the perimeter, creating space to attack the inside and vice versa. Davis St. Louis says Cagnoni is now a legitimately strong defensive player at this level good gap in the neutral zone helped by his skating anticipates anticipates rotations of the defensive zone closes on opponents quickly and gets a stick in the right lanes and effective angling techniques Um, i also see him using his body to knock opponents off the puck sign me up for that so looking at his tracking data here um glorious 90th percentile player 95 offense 84 percentile transition 55 percentile defensively um goals for 60 okay shots per 60 okay um the passing slot passing per 60 and it is a1 passing says so beautiful glorious passing um amazing his transition game like if he is just your transition defenseman getting the puck from your defensive zone to your offensive zone sweet let's go let's ride control entry is per 60 out off the charts, like transition success. Great. Um, Even the miscellaneous stuff, like boards to the middle place, like winning those puck battles and getting them into those prime spots, you know, advantages. Like he just, he, when he is on the ice, good things happen for the players around him. I know the winter Hawks are a good team, um, but he's one of these guys that you can, he's quickly going to become a fan favorite because he wasn't drafted in the WHL. And has worked his way up to become a uh you know becoming a, a a a nhl draft pick and i think there's gonna be a chip on the shoulder for kind of falling into the fourth round so um cagnoni love this love this pick uh for the sharks um axel landin who they got in the fifth round um played in sweden the hv 71 j20 team had 44 games, 10 goals, six assists. Um, if you love murder children, um, here's your new Swedish murder child. So his stats are okay. Um, you know, and his eight games track are they're, they're pretty much kind of right down the middle, nothing really kind of his controlled entries and, um, percentage, not that great. Um, you know, it's, it's, it's okay. Um. Looking at his uh, his scouting report, um, so six six foot, one hundred eighty three pound defenseman, right handed shot. Physically, he is already among the more dominant princes, presences at the J twenty level. Uh, he chose violence almost every shift, whether it was by throwing hits on the open ice or pressuring opponents along the board. Whilst the defensive game still needs some cleaning up related to his positioning and reads, his uh, competence and management situations will be instantly translatable um european scout lasty Allenin pointed out in a game report the tools aren't that noteworthy but he's physically active he engages in battles with purpose has a solid understanding of how to gain leverage and establish body positioning and pin players down along the board so um here is your new swedish murder child so um again just taking a, sw- a swing on these you're kind of seeing you know these, these He's not the biggest guy, but very physical defenseman um, who's probably projecting, uh, if he makes the NHL, as like a bottom pairing guy, uh, defensive guy, who's very physical uh, type of players. So... Um, and then with the last defenseman that the sharks picked in the, in the picked in the fifth round Eric Polkamp, uh 2023 fifth round pick played for Cedar Rapids in the USHL uh, 59 games 16 goals 35 assists 179 shots on goal and looking at his uh transition stuff pretty impressive oops um Dude shoots, shoot, shoot, shoots, shoots, uh, shoots, expected goals for 60 shots for 60 way up there um, in the seven games tracks offense. He was 83rd percentile, 46 percentile in transition, 86 percentile defensively. Um, you know, he's defensively. He's good at kind of keeping plays from happening or getting keeping the puck from getting into the zone. Uh, needs to work on kind of the board battles in his own end and kind of being the guy who wins those puck races. Um, but the guy shoots and he's five foot 11, but 205. So he is a very stout player, actually, the reigning USHL defender of the year. Uh, his value comes from two forms his high impact shots and even higher impact hits. So another murder child. Uh, his power beats goaltenders across the net, even from the point on the power play. He- fields uh play from unwinding drawing pressure towards himself passing them relocating for the one-timer uh when play comes back to the other way paul camp defends a rush like an NHLer. tight gap on and off the puck poke checks time um just as opponent exposes the puck and then quiet footwork with thunderous hits deep in the zone he steers attacks the outside then traps the opponent along the board A proactive off puck defender too. Uh, to translate both of these abilities, Paul Campbell needs to improve his skating despite mechanical soundness. He's sluggish and beatable with speed. So, like I said, you kind of winning those board battles, but you can work on, on your skating and, and you know, try to improve your speed a little bit. Um, he will be going uh, the college route, um, uh, playing for um, it was some weird school name, he's playing in Minnesota, I know. So, um But yeah, also another NCAA player. So, but I think there's something there, right? Duke can shoot and he sounds like he is a physical defender. Um, Needs to work on his speed uh, going forward. So um, before we finish up with the last two picks and and discuss, kind of give you my thoughts on on the draft and what I thought of it. Do want to let you guys or take a quick break. Uh, Thank you guys for making Lockdown Sharks your first listen. Um, We do cover your team every day here at the lockdown network and if you want to be an -er, everydayer all you gotta do is just follow along wherever you get podcasts Um, and of course you can watch on youtube as well We'll we're back with on a special saturday episode uh, where we're going to react to the first day of free agency uh, whether the shark signings trades whatever happens that day Uh, we will have an episode that that evening um, kind of reacting to everything going on and then next week we will start kind of Uh, picking up the pieces of of what has been for the Sharks over the past, this past week and kind of diving deeper into the prospects, looking at, uh, you know, diving deeper into whoever the Sharks sign and kind of start shifting ahead to what's going to be coming with the new season. Kind of going to be coming down the corner and then plus development camp next week as well. So plenty of stuff uh, coming up here at locked on Sharks. Again, just make sure you guys are following wherever you get podcasts or Again, watch on YouTube as well. So um, with the final two picks, uh, the Sharks grabbed uh, one with the first pick they, in the seventh round. They grabbed David Klee um, out of Waterloo in the USHL. 57 games, had three goals, 10 assists with 53 shots on goal. Um, numbers don't look very impressive, but he was averaging like less than 10 minutes a, a game on a, on a very good team. So one of those guys who maybe once he gets a little bit more um you know more opportunity um could be able to start you know adding to that so um his tracking numbers again are not pretty uh just because of the limited very very limited ice time in 8 games he had less than uh 70 minutes played so that gives you that's less than yeah Ten minutes a game. That's less than nine minutes a game, or about nine minutes a game type of situation, like um, not playing at all type of, of things. So, kind of hard to kind of find your game when you're playing less than nine minutes a game. But um the six foot three, 187-pound left wing, uh left-handed shot, um, does have does have some skills in there. So uh look no further than Clee's hands. He just does have a toe drag. He reads his opponent's feet and goes in the opposite direction and then skates back into the space to prevent the reach, prevent the reach around, excuse me. In spurts, he creates chances by feathering a backhand pass through an opponent or slipping around. Clee's skating and rush developments limit his offensive uh opportunities at the stage. Uh, straight line skill, speed rushes are common uh, way they turns over the puck before gaining the zone. But the season when a loss caused by enemies, defense improved throughout the season to the point where it's likely a strength of pressure anticipation. With commitment to uh, North Dakota, um, another season in the USH where he gets the opportunity to develop his offensive skills that should bear priority. Um, so something there. What you know again. A lot of these guys here, especially this late, they're flyers. You're hoping that they kind of work out um, type of, of, of situations. So, and especially with these college guys, um, you're not expecting to see anything probably good five years, you know, for, for a guy like Clee, who's going to be another year in the USHL. And then you're probably looking at four years in college. Like you're not, he's not signing for five years type of players. So um, yeah. And then finally, uh, the Sharks drafted Igor Rubischewski, 29 games. Uh, he had 13 goals uh, and 13 assists on 90 shots in the uh, MHK Dynamo um, in the MHL. His tracking data is uh, <laughs> not great. He played five games. He had about 69 minutes. Um, it's, it's all red. Uh, it, it's It's all bad. Um, his scouting report has one of my favorites things as so the six foot, 198 pound left winger left-handed shot to say he created cheated for offense would be an understatement. Rojewski often started his court, uh, towards the opponents. And before his team even had regained possession of the puck, his early breakouts were a way for him to manage, uh, his main weakness, his skating ability. Herzewski needed to move ahead of the play to create scoring chances for himself, but he couldn't gain a momentum advantage. He relied on his off puck instincts. One of the more developed aspects of the game capable of anticipating the flow of the game and positioning himself well to support. Uh, he got many shooting chances from his, the slot this season. And at his best, he turned into a decent playmaker himself. So who knows uh, this could be one of those guys. You just never, the sharks draft and you just never, ever see type of players. So, um, but yeah, so that is kind of at least a guideline of, of everybody. So um, kind of my favorite, you know, I think for the sharks, though, you have to feel really good that you've got um, Will Smith, you have Quentin musty, um, you know, I, I think those two guys are are kind of going to be the meat of of this draft here and then you know there's there's some interesting um in, there's definitely some interesting players in for the sharks here like it is not there's some guys who could potentially pop as you know i think of a guy like uh, in, right the shot is there and you can work around him you know work around that shot work with us those games in if he basically just becomes a power play specialist who's bombing shots for you, like there's a role for him type of thing. And, you know, some of these guys like, so, uh, Boda, um, Klee, you know, some of these forwards where they're kind of big and those are going to be your, your fourth line type of guys who, you know, hopefully effective cheap contracts that you can kind of, that way you can spend your money on your, your top players type of of thing. So, and again, these guys have long runways to develop, right? You don't have to make decisions on these guys right away type of thing, right? It's not like a Max McHugh where you have two years, you got to decide, okay, do we want to kind of commit to this guy for the next three seasons? Um, You can, you have a bit of a runway with with some of these guys, but um, I think though, you know, not counting musty and Smith, I think, Luca Cagnoni in in the fourth round um, is easily my favorite pick of, of the draft. Um, getting a guy who has borderline first line, first round, you know, beginning the second round talent in the fourth round, um, and like I said, he's going to be one of those guys who's either going to be a very good NHLer or he's not going to be at all one at all. But taking a swing on a talent like that in the fourth round. Um, Yes, I know we see much more, you know, bigger defensemen, all that fun stuff. But um, there is space for guys like Cagnoni in the league. And, you know, the Sharks, are, they've added some big pieces on the back end. And I think having a guy like Cagnoni to kind of help break that up and be that transition, like he has a, he has a pathway to a role for the Sharks um, going forward. And I think he's got that kind of – chip on his shoulder and that drive to continue to improve and get better and, you know, and kind of prove the doubters wrong, especially for a guy who's five foot nine and he plays bigger than he actually is. And um, yeah. I, I, I think the Cagnoni pick is an absolute potential home run for the sharks where um, you know, one of those, how did he get to there type of guys? So you have, you know, looking in the draft, right? You have Will Smith who is going to be your one C um, and then you have Musty who has the profile of a how did he fall to here type of guy, and you have another one of those, and Luca Cagnoni's type of, of player. So, um, you're starting to see my career's vision of what he wants his team to be. Um, skilled players, there are, there is, there is a lot of skill in this this draft class, right? You know, Smith and Musty and Cagnoni and these other guys, they do have roles and they do have skills, and I think even like a guy like Polkamp who. You know, there is some scoring ability there. And the dude the dude has potential to be a fan favorite as a guy who, you know, plays physical and can also chip in some scoring as well. So a um, little disappointing that the Sharks didn't walk away with a goalie. Um, they talked about that where they, you know, it kind of matching up where they were and where the pockets were just, you know, kind of felt like they just missed out. I know trading up, um, it felt like they were potentially going to get one there at 71 um but you know i think they've they've added some some pieces into the goaltending pipe excuse me into the goaltending pipeline and i i think they will continue to kind of turn over every stone to try to add some long-term pieces to um the pipeline as well and look at you know there's always next year's draft right you can continue to, to draft guys it's not like they none of these goals they get drafted now is going to be uh, making an impact for the sharks next year type of players. So, um, but yeah, the draft though um, amazing time in Nashville, super fun, the city, great city, um, just an absolute blast. It was great to meet all these people that I, you know, have chatted with and, and stuff and just hang out and, you know, enjoy the, the kind of the experience. So um amazing time in ashland i can't wait to do it again next year so um wouldn't be here though if it wasn't for you guys so um thank you guys for all the support um reading all the articles downloading watching the show you know giving those reviews helping to spread the word um it means a lot to me and this this week kind of felt like one of those moments where it's like you you have these times where you just kind of step back and realize like wow, I'm here. I'm, I'm, I'm actually here. And it's, it's because of you guys' support. So um, thank you guys from the bottom of my heart for, for being along for the ride. And um, yeah. So let's get out of here. It's been a long week. Um, follow show, wherever you get podcasts, I'll watch on YouTube. Uh, show on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at Locked on Sharks. You can follow me on Twitter at my fry hole. And until Saturday, um, bye friends.